0: Welcome to the Messages of Cornerstone Anglican Church. When we understand the gift of salvation, we cherish the moment, we surf the wave. In this episode... Padre Andrew unpacks the Gospels and talks about finding our treasures. Our Gospel today, Jesus teaches about the value of the Kingdom and how to acquire it. First, in verse 44... We hear the parable of the hidden treasure. And secondly, we hear the parable of the priceless pearl in verses 45 and 46. Let's have a look first at the parable of the hidden treasure. We hear that kingdom is like treasure, hidden in a field. Now, when I was in East Timor, which is in 1999, the civilian population seemed to be wearing dirty, ripped clothes. They were all sort of very unkempt and it looked quite impoverished. This was 1999, so everything had just kind of happened. I was a musician in the army, and we, the band, went over to the John Farnham tour. And we were basically their backing band, and it was amazing. We played in this big football field, and there were thousands of people. The local population, they were wearing dirty clothes, they were walking around with their heads down, with no purpose in life. Many would queue for one job. Kids roamed the streets. There was barbed wire down the centre of the street. Quite a sad place. Then, on Christmas Eve, we could hear beautiful singing coming from the local churches. They were a very Catholic population over there. They were all at Christmas Eve mass. The next morning, Christmas Day, everyone was out in their fine clothes. Women were wearing brightly coloured dresses and things. Everyone was dressed immaculately. Suddenly, Everything was clean, pressed and new looking. It was like their clothes had been buried only to be bought out on Christmas Day. Items of great treasure were hidden in the ground during Bible times like we heard this morning in the kids talk. Of course there was no banks or safety deposit boxes available. If you had something like money or gems you'd probably bury it in a clay pot or a wooden box. Certainly in times of war the Israelites would cache clothing, food and valuables to protect them from being plundered by their invaders and I suggest that's probably what the people in East Timor did as well. Sometimes a landowner would die, be driven from his land or be exiled to a foreign country and his treasure would be lost until someone discovered it years later. Then, when someone finds this valuable treasure, they would sell everything to own it. In the parable, Jesus describes a man who found such a treasure in a hidden field. Perhaps he was a hired man or inadvertently dug it up when he was ploughing. He could have simply been walking by the field and saw the corner of a box protruding from the ground. Nevertheless, because the field does not belong to him, he goes and sells everything he has to buy the field. The treasure he found is worth more than anything he currently owns. And he's willing to give up his worldly possessions for this special treasure. And some have claimed that his purchase of the field is unethical. I don't think so, and here's why. First, the current owner didn't know about the treasure or he would have dug it up himself before selling it, wouldn't he? Secondly, the... Old Testament law, proclaimed a finder's keeper's rule. They said if a man scatters fruit or money, it belongs to the finder. It's kind of like salvaging at sea. We find something in an old boat and it's salvaging, it's finder's keepers. And thirdly, if a man had been dishonest, he would have simply stolen the treasure instead of selling all that he had to buy the field, wouldn't he? So ethical, I think. Now to the parable of the priceless pearl. We have a merchant seeking beautiful pearls. Now a merchant was a wholesale dealer whose business it was to buy and sell merchandise for profit. He would travel far and wide, buy exotic materials and then sell them at higher prices in areas where they were rare. In Jesus' day, nomadic merchants bought spices, silk, perfumes, jewels from the Orient to sell to buyers in the Middle East. A particular merchant, Jesus mentioned, is one who travelled seeking pearls. They were his specialty, of course, and he would traverse the coastal regions where pearls were being harvested and haggle with the divers and their employees for their finds. Pearls were most highly valued gems in the ancient world. Often, they were purchased as investments, like gold today. With a costly gem like a pearl, a significant investment could be hidden in a very small place. In Revelation 21, John describes the city of New Jerusalem as so beautiful that each of its 12 gates was of one pearl. The point is, in the minds of Jesus' audience, there is nothing so valuable as a pearl. So when a merchant found such a valuable pearl, he would sell all that he had to own it. The merchant in Jesus' parable came across one pearl of such great price that he simply had to have it. It's Indiana Jones's holy grail, as it were. And the movie Point Break, back in 1991. Oh, oh such a long time ago. It's a surfing movie with Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves. And they are always searching for that perfect wave, weren't they? One owns that moment in time by surfing that elusive perfect wave. But back to the merchant. In Jesus' parable, he considered this pearl worth more than his other pearls put together. And everything that he owned, like the man who found the treasure in the field, he gladly gave up his worldly possessions in order to buy this one beautiful pearl the priceless value, the holy grail, the perfect wave. What do we learn from our parable this morning? First, that the kingdom is personal. Second, the kingdom is priceless. Third, the kingdom is not easily perceived. And fourth, the kingdom is a source of true joy. And lastly, the kingdom may be entered By different circumstances. So first, let's look at the kingdom as being personal. Both the parables, central truth is that the kingdom of heaven must be personally acquired. We do not become citizens of the kingdom by virtue of physical birth, but by choice, don't we? Both men in this morning's parable found something more valuable than all they owned combined. Both men were willing to give up all their possessions to own their newfound treasures. Salvation in Jesus Christ is the hidden treasure and it's the one pearl of great price. For a person to truly have this salvation, they must be willing to give up everything else in life. Just as the men in the parable would examine the treasures without purchasing them, many search for the great treasure of the kingdom they attend church, listen to Bible preaching, read the Bible and even undergo baptism and church membership. They can do all this without ever entering the kingdom or generally being saved. Ephesians 2.8-9 says, For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. This is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not by works so that no one can boast. We are only saved by coming to Christ in true spiritual poverty, willing to give up everything to receive salvation. I believe many people made the profession of faith and received baptism and church membership who are not truly saved. Why? Because they wanted to add Jesus to their lives but not make him Lord. They never were willing to give up everything Christ. Now Jesus tells us of the young man in Matthew 19:21. He says to the young man, "If you want to be perfect, go sell all your possessions, give them to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me." In Matthew 19:22, the young man heard this and went away sad because he had great wealth. Matthew 13:42 tells us that on Judgment Day they will be cast into the fiery furnace where there will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Second, the kingdom is priceless. Despite the incredible value of God's creation, the spiritual jewel of salvation is priceless. What would a person trade for their eternal soul? What is valuable in this temporary physical world that is worth more than the eternal riches of the kingdom. Jesus says in Matthew six twenty to 21 Store up for yourselves treasure in heaven, where moths and vermin will not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, your heart will be also. Paul said in 2 Corinthians, But we have treasure in earthen vessels that... The excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. Peter describes in 1 Peter as an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that does not fade away, reserved in heaven. Third, the kingdom of heaven is not easily perceived. Many people have walked by the treasure in the field and not seen it. Many had noticed the great pearl but did not ascertain its actual value. In the same way, many people hear the gospel but resist the beckoning call of the Spirit in their hearts. Satan blinds their eyes with many distractions and they do not believe. 1 Corinthians 2.14 says, The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that came from the Spirit of God but considers them foolish and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. Fourth, the kingdom is the source of true joy. Jesus says that the man in the first parable sold everything he had in order to buy the field for the joy of it. Human beings, we spend our lives in a quest for joy. We may find temporary joy in new possessions, but the only lasting joy is eternal salvation. In John 15, where Jesus has given his discourse about the wine and the branches, he adds in 5.11, These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. In John 10.10, and this is the message version, Jesus says, I came so they can have real and eternal life, the more and better life than they had ever dreamed of. And lastly, the kingdom may be entered by different circumstances. In the first parable, a man comes upon his treasure by accident. In the second, the merchant finds a great pearl as a result of a long search people still enter the kingdom in a variety of ways. The kingdom may be personal by transaction. Both men sold everything to buy their treasures. But we know that salvation is a gift and can never be bought. However, there is a sense in which the true believer surrenders everything to Christ, where we exchange our old lives for a new one. We cherish the moment. We surf the wave. We drive the Porsche. Amen. If you'd like to hear more great messages, check out our Facebook page. Or look us up on the net at cornerstone-church.com dot au